So yeah, yeah so like you were saying, that's what's up. How Phoenix is crazy. How they shoot ninety uh, percent from the free throw line on the road, but they don't play as well on the road. So, but they're quit. That's the bench. So you got the bench scoring ninety percent away. You got three starters that are over ninety and one that's close. That's good free shooting. Free shooting team, man. They they can get themselves out of trouble like that. Trouble. That's true. Get to the line. So, and if shit, you get you get Milwaukee to play dumb, they'll start fouling and shit. Well, that that is that I think is a perfect segue into the intangibles, which we're talking about home court and the coaching matchups. Um, before before you get there though, who do you have? So we, sorry, you said Phoenix, just to clarify. As far as you, who one? you give the edge to? Yeah. You give Phoenix the edge in game one? No, just period over the series. Or are we to making final predictions? No, 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 no. I, just, just I just meant who? What bench is better, Phoenix or Milwaukee? Oh, uh, the benches. As far as okay, as far as the benches go, I'm sorry. Um, as far as the benches go, as they it currently are constructed, I would give the edge just slightly to Phoenix. Now. Yeah, I yeah I give it to Phoenix. Yeah, I I see I see Phoenix using more players off the bench than the ones that we you know discussed that are are usually are employed into the game. I just see Monty Williams using more of his players and out coaching Coach Bud. I just do. Me too. I, I think they're a little bit deeper, and we'll, we'll, he has more confidence. We'll cover all that. Leading into what you said, the intangibles. The intangibles. The intangibles. I mean, we, we talked about. We were talking about home court. Um, I think uh, I think Phoenix has the edge there, big time. Uh, no question about it. It's game one. We gonna find that out tonight. Right. They get really loud in Phoenix, and they don't have. Uh, they don't have. Well, they got a football team. And they got an Arizona. But I don't know. For some reason, they get really loud in Phoenix. They do versus, uh, you know, Milwaukee's crowd. Um, I just think that – I think that they will play better at home. I think that um, everybody will play better at home. I think Jay Crowder will play better at home. I think Chris Paul – I think everybody's going to play better at home. I think that Phoenix may struggle on the road. Uh, only because nobody's been this close before, which is true for both teams, when they get to Milwaukee. But Chris Paul, that leadership will keep them calm. But as far as home court advantage goes, I think that's no-brainer. I think that's Phoenix. I've seen the, the, some of their games, and they're much louder. They're crazy. Right. Solid crowd. Yeah, solid crowd. Yeah, they whip some ass, too. They got fans in the stands whipping people's asses and shit. So yeah, they're hype. <laughs> um, I got home court advantage. Oh yeah, I give the edge to Phoenix. I mean, you'd expect for them to be loud. They haven't been there since 1993. They've been waiting for this, and I mean, they've gone through some tough years the last few years to get to now. So you would imagine their fans wouldn't take that shit for granted. Um. Uh, 
Milwaukee, though, I mean, uh, I can see them being loud. They haven't been back in a while since the late 60s. I, I could see that. Loud Cinder. Yeah. And f- for for people that don't know who that is, for enlighten the them, Rob. Luau Cinder once played for the Milwaukee Bucks. I actually got a chance to see him play at the Omni in Atlanta as when we lived when I lived there as a, as a kid. And uh, he uh, transformed to the Muslim belief and became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is, is what he's known as today. Luau Cinder. That's the last time the Milwaukee Bucks has ever been to the finals. Correct. So, since you dropped that TMI, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I of course, Phoenix. Uh, as far as in other intangibles, um, I got some stuff here that I think that viewers would find intriguing. Uh, just overall hustle intangibles. Mm. Milwaukee's got Phoenix beat. Just, just overall. 50-50 uh, ball. They're second in loose ball recoveries. They're fifth in drawing charges. They're fifth in deflections. And they're second in clutch points. So they got some stuff there. They, they, they all the in-betweens, all the, all the in-betweens, the plays and all that shit. I mean, all the little things that tie the whole game together. Right. Is uh, Milwaukee's got the edge. Now Phoenix has, has some dogs too. Crowder does that kind of shit, you know? That that's the kind of shit the Crowder does. He fills in all those little holes, you know. They're not necessarily as effective in all those areas, but uh, I mean, I, they got scrappers too. So, but I, I'm giving I'm giving the edge to Milwaukee, um, just because they got more players that do it. You know what I mean? Those are intangibles, right? And they're used to doing it. Yeah. So I I, I feel y'all see what you're saying. They got the I would I would I would. Con- I concur with that. Um, yeah, I would concur. Yeah, that's it. That was a good the little little nugget. Yeah, and the thing too is uh, when it when it comes down, it, this is going to be an interesting series, man. I just because of when you put everything together that these teams have done, a lot of the and you, a lot of people in the analytics world will look and they say. They're stats that totally contradict themselves. But, like, for instance, just to set an example, I know we're still on intangibles, but Phoenix is a great free shooting free shooting team. If it gets to the point where they're making their free throws towards the end of the game, you know the game is close, right? right. Milwaukee is 3-1 and one in games that are under five points. So there's just a lot of little in, interesting things that you see that are a lot of unknowns in this series. And I, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a good one, I think. And fuck I, all these, I think so too. Fuck all these people that aren't, yeah. I know we keep saying it, but it's because it's true. You know? These are the two best teams left standing. Right. Period. That's, that's the one. So... And then, and then, then what? What do you, do you bring it next to the head coaching? What, what? What? Where do you sit with both head coaches, Mike Boldenhoser, well, Monty Williams? Boldenhoser, he he, for some reason, he's slow on the draw to make adjustments. Yes, sir. Uh, it seems as though sometimes he 
has to hear the media say stuff and, and it seems like then they react like Drew Holiday and, and Brooke Lopez the last two games against the Hawks all of a sudden because Charles Barkley criticized them they turned into two different players um, Monty Williams I think is ahead of the curve if you will as far as I'll give him the edge and as far as making in-game adjustments game-to-game adjustments I, uh, I do believe he won coach of the year no, no, Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Did. <laughs> Thibodeau. I, was, I, was, I was just checking, but he mm. should have. But um, we, we, we all see that was Telling a mistake, me. right? We all see that was a mistake now, don't we? One hundred percent. But um, yeah, I mean, they're listening to what he's saying. Obviously, I don't think necessarily. I just don't see Budenholzer as that that str- strategic. I just don't – I think Milwaukee has been put together better than the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were fortunate because Kyrie Irving and James Harden were hurt because the Nets are pretty – that's the cream of the crop in the Eastern Conference. So I think uh, – I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from them by beating them in game seven, but I think – they stuck with Giannis, obviously, Chris Middleton. They added, and they, they, they just added P.J. Tucker, right? Right. They acquired him, yeah. And, and, okay, look at the similarity between Phoenix Suns. They, they, they drafted Booker. They drafted mm-hmm. Aiton. They added Chris Paul. And Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder. Which, but they, the way, what I'm trying to say is both teams – they didn't go and, and put together a team like LeBron in his Lakers or what he always does. They is homegrown, mm-hmm. but they added just a piece here and a piece there. They're both currently constructed the way they come together. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why we have these two teams in the NBA finals mm-hmm. is because they didn't go through free agency like everybody else did. Right. And they, organic. They, it's organic. And the only the only thing that Phoenix needed was a leader in Chris Paul. A lot of people don't want to give him credit for what he's done, but we all know, you know, I know people watching on YouTube, know people on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Y'all know every team that Chris Paul has joined has been elevated. So people need to stop hating on CP3, even though he'd be hitting people in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. A lot of people have that beautiful word to use. They're organically grown. Both teams, both of them. Right. They are. I mean, organically grown. Just little tweaks, but just just tweaks, you know? Yeah. They're not trying to put together a super team, so to speak. That's what's going to make this finals very interesting. Yeah. And they're equally matched. Scrappy. I mean, Chris, Chris. Go ahead. No, and they're both organically grown. Of course, you make moves and, and whatnot during the offseason, but there are similarities yeah. to the rosters. The core. I mean, the core is what got CP3 there to begin with. So, yes, 100%. I'm with you. So, I, I, they're, they're scrappy. Now, on the head coaching side for me, uh, I'm totally with you when you say Mike Bullenhoser, he's just in love with 
His style doesn't change it up very much. It's that zone drop. It just and that's what that's what had him fail last year against the Miami in, Heat. It gets him in trouble. Right. Is the fact that he's not able to make adjustments that he's so stubborn in his ways of his system to Monty Williams, which a lot of people don't know this, but he's actually he's a defense first coach. Uh, and he runs a half second offense is what he, what he likes to call it. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, his half second offense is basically a mandate to shoot pass or drive from the moment that you touch the ball. So I'd like for everybody to look at that tonight and see if that's actually true. I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to look at it myself, but he just, he he's known to run that offense. Um, Cause it, it, it basically eliminates long periods of ISO. So um, ball movement. We all know that that's been extremely successful in the NBA. You talk Spurs, you talk Warriors, you talk Mavericks, you talk a lot about you the talk Hawks, right? The Hawks. There's just so many. Uh, this decade leading into 2020, you know, the 2020 decade, basketball's evolved to where it's that style of play wins ball games. It it always has, but they've now incorporated shooters in those systems. So. Um, Monty's got it right, man. I, th- I like Monty Williams. I think uh, he's a winner. He's a good mentor. Uh, you just hear him on the sidelines, and you like everything that he's saying. He's trying to keep those 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 dudes coached up, you know. So I'm giving the edge to Monty Williams. A lot of people won't because they've seen Bolden Bolden Hoser and his success. I'm not falling for all that bullshit. I got Monty on the matchup. Uh, we concur. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what it comes down to me. Um, but yeah. So, last but not least, what we got? That was well spoken. Uh, we will start with game one. The over under is two two eighteen and a half. You already said that you thought you you took the under. I never made a comment on the over under. Um, I'm gonna go over. I think Phoenix will score at least a hundred and twelve. And Milwaukee may score 108. I think it's going to be a close game, which would be one, 230. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. See that, and that, that, sorry to cut you off, but that's another I, thing. Um, like from what I said earlier, both teams' losses have came to losses that were over 100 points, and they scored under that. So, that's what makes it intriguing. I think this matchup is is intriguing as shit. But go ahead. I I do I do as well. Um, one ten one ten. Now you got me hedging on what I thought about the over under. Um, I'm gonna stick with what I, what I felt. I think I think Phoenix if 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 a frog had wings, if Antetokounmpo doesn't play, I think Phoenix will win this game going away. And it will force Milwaukee to have to play uh, Giannis. Uh, I think Phoenix will score. I think they'll score 110, 110, at least 110. Gotcha. And which is what you said, Phoenix, which is kind of on brand with what they average. They average 108 points in the playoffs. I think uh, they'll get to 110. I mean, if you look at it, it's crazy. So the way the the line was put out. 
It's 218 and a half. Mm-hmm. Phoenix averages 108 points a game. Milwaukee averages 109 points a game. I don't think Milwaukee would get their average. So no, therefore, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with the under. I don't think they score 219 points. Yeah. And um, but I will say I think Phoenix is gonna win by six. Got you. I think they'll win by six. They'll cover the spread. I think they'll cover the spread, but I don't think the over. I don't think they'll go over. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I think they laid out that that line based off their averages. Um. And, and even with Giannis on the floor, he's not 100%. I'm not banking that they'll make their 109 at their average, you know? So I, I take the under, as I said earlier. Um, are we going to predict these series or what? What are we talking about here? Uh, we might do this. It's, it's the NBA uh, 2021 NBA Finals preview. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we have to give a prediction before it starts. I mean, we can't. That's edgy. You know <laughs> that I mean? is edgy. That would be... So, that's hedging. You can't hedge your best like that. Right. You got to make a prediction before the series starts, which kicks, it tips off in about 30 minutes. I let you go first. Why are you going to do that, man? Shit, I wanted to hear your take. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, damn. Phoenix in seven. Man, I don't mean to piggyback off of you, but I'm I'm leaning towards six or seven games. And I got Phoenix winning to be first of all because they got the home court. Uh I could see them winning six, but I'm picking second, seven. Of, second of all, I think Chris Paul is not going to squander this opportunity unless God forbid. I don't even want to bring that up. Um I don't think Chris Paul will squander this opportunity. I don't think, I believe it, I tweeted at one at one point, uh, I, I'm digressing, but I tweeted at one point about Kawhi Leonard against when they were playing the Mavericks, and I tweeted, Kawhi not going to let them lose. And mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul is not going to, he's not going to let this opportunity get away where he yep. finally is an NBA champion. Right. And, this is it for, for Chris Paul. Now his he, window is very small. Yeah. Now he could come back next year and shit if they don't well, win he it. Can, but his window's small. Right. He's getting older. I mean, he he's did. never been. He's never been it. He's never been here before. Right. So I expect Chris Paul to come up big in most games starting tonight in mm-hmm. Booker and eight. I expect. I expect Phoenix. To be rolling tonight. Once they settle down mm-hmm. and get going and start running their offense, I expect them to come up big. Yeah. And I got Phoenix winning. I'll, I'll say in six. That's a good prediction. Um, again, I'm too basing that upon a Giannis return. Um, now, if he don't play, I'm say Phoenix in a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> or gentleman sweep. I still think I, th- I still think Milwaukee could win a game or two without Giannis. I think so. At home, not yeah. on the road, right? But see, and my, before all this, my prediction was Milwaukee in seven, but the Giannis injury happened. I was going to pick Milwaukee in seven, um, 
but I mean, with everything happening, I, I got I got Phoenix in seven. So, all right, there it is. You got Phoenix. I got Phoenix. I got Phoenix in six. You got Phoenix in seven. Uh, that wraps up the TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast 2021 NBA Finals preview with your man Rob Beats and me, your host with the most icy Rob Cole. You can check us out on YouTube, Twitter at I see Rob, I S E E, Rob, and Raw Beats. The E is a three. That's right. Subscribe, click, like, do what you do. Check us out. See y'all. Hit it. Finals preview. Finals preview. Finals preview. <laughs> hey. Check it out, man. Check it out.